Welcome back to Podcast Radio. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And this week, it's like comic book uh, technology and stuff you see in movies that you're like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, if it only existed. Yeah, and I'm like, it does. It does exist. (laughs) Somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about even superhero stuff. I know. Exists. I, I was blown away by the stuff you showed me and I thought, no way. Yeah. That's what took me so long to decide what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> too many choices. Too many choices, <laughs> It's man. like a menu with too much stuff on it. What's well, a big buffet of uh, information that mm-hmm. you didn't know about. Yeah. So we're just going to, what we did is just went through, I mean, there's probably 200 or more, and we just picked out a few that we thought were real cool. So Easily over 200. Mm-hmm. So I'll do the, uh, the first one I saw was a SOCOM anti-aging pill. So the U.S. Military Special Operations Command announced in 21 that it would, in the near future, be testing anti-aging pills on willing soldiers. So it's developed by Metro International Biotech. And um, so Metro Biotech's pill has gone through dosing and preclinical safety trials. So the next step is to see if these pills work. The pill enhances the soldiers so that they would age extremely slowly prolonging prolonging the youth and vitality of the u.s armed forces and i'm like so this is basically something you'll never see because i mean once they perfect it it'll be uh just for uh military personnel no like billionaires and stuff i'm sure if they make one for the military personnel it'll work for a time and then who knows they'll probably give them another pill and it like ages them overnight yeah the whole thing i yeah <laughs> get rid of them and then <laughs> bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> the other end of that pill is declassified G.I. Joe. Poof. yeah Done. he died and he uh, missing in action it was a training exercise <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah for real oh that's a good one that's a good one well um the one i liked also was cyber soldiers developed by the israeli defense forces it was to train young israelis in the art of cyber warfare and cyber defense Israel is a class study on how to prepare for cyber warfare. Uh, they started this whole other deal in there, and their I guess their whole mission on this was they started grabbing, I think it was um, the school trains 18-year-old Israelis right out of high school to turn them into technology, special technology experts. With training in all tech fields from software engineering to programming, Israel's school serves an example of what we might see more of in the future. Countries taking a provocative, organized approach to turn soldiers into cyber fighters. Cyber fighters. Yeah, so they're just, they're going to take it. Israel's always kind of ahead of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're on to something. Mm-hmm. So they're going to start hitting your stuff where you think you're safe, your information or whatever it is. I mean, mm-hmm. not against us, but they have the ability to go deeper and further. Just kind of neat because I picture these guys being the nerdy, overweight guy at the desk going like, I can't pass boot camp, but oh, I sure yeah. can type really fast. Like uh, Jurassic Park with Newman from Seinfeld. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I'm not good at computers. <laughs> okay, well, um, the thunder generator, it harnesses the power of the elements as something that scientists have been trying to do for centuries. So it's uh, in collaboration with the um, Israeli Defense Force. Hmm, they sure do like to make a lot of war weapons, right? Right. Developed a machine that would use high-speed shock waves generated by 
the detonation of an explosion in the machine's own barrel. The force of the blasts that are derived from the thunder generator can be felt by people standing almost 100 feet away, and if that's not enough, the high-speed shockwaves have the ability to leave the generator's targets temporarily without their hearing. I bet you that's being mild with it. I would say it could probably, uh, you know, powder your bones. Right. You know what I mean? And just totally, yeah. you'd just be a gelatinous skeleton man. And a side effect, you might experience and hearing loss. Zero hearing. <laughs> yeah, those things are blown out. Yeah, boom. <laughs> oh, man, that's... And who who developed this one? Uh, that one's another Israeli one. You know, they're probably wow. using that over there now. On <laughs> right. the kids and, kids and uh, women that are... The enemies. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the phyto rebreathing system. This invention has caught the attention of U.S. military officials. Everything's military. Mm -hmm. And it is easy to see why the phyto oxygen rebreathing system, which costs about $2,700, is globally patent innovative closed circuit breathing system. It uses O2 efficiently by, efficiently by treating and reusing the person's own breathing air when they are wearing the system. So they can be underwater or... This means that people don't have to lug around heavy oxygen tanks, lightening the load and making it easier to transport in the field. Made by Merola, the portable mechanical rebreathing system enables patients to increase their oxygen intake with no medical expertise or heavy tank needed. Hmm. So, man, all the breathing issues everybody had a few years ago and whatnot, now they found a way to use your own O2 with, with your own oxygen and whatnot to so make... So you can climb a mountain without tanks and... Yeah. How yeah. funny is it that now it's just a device? Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's cool. Again, military. Mm -hmm. So the quantum stealth camouflage. So you know who Miles Morales is? Spider-Man, the new one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... I'm gonna. The next two are gonna be. You can friggin' be Miles Morales. So one of his powers is he can um, turn invisible. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this is. They're developing a way, and it looks like they've already uh, made it because here's a picture of this girl standing in front, holding up, basically like a Harry Potter invisibility cloak. Cloak. In front of her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's. Invisible. It kind of looks like, what movie does that remind you of what that looks like? Predator? Yeah. Predator technology. Oh, the pixelated thing? Yeah. But being invisible, I mastered that in high school. <laughs> I just didn't in, show up. In a no, I'm just in a <laughs> corner by myself. <laughs> so they say they're developing a way, but the Canadian company Hyperstealth Biotechnology has created this technology. It's called Quantum Stealth Camouflage. And it's most similar thing to Harry Potter's invisible invisibility cloak. It looks just like it, just like it. This girl's has it in front of her, and it's like just pixelated the the background um, in front of her. So quantum stealth camouflage bends the light in such a way that it has the ability to emulate its surroundings, and the material is made of removes thermal signatures rendering its users invisible on infrared and thermal scanners and is being used by various militaries wow i'm like yeah that's cool imagine making a suit out of that spider-man suit I'm like Meow. that's a game changer man for hmm. the people out there fighting it's like where are they at yeah and there's even been um 
I've listened to podcasts where people are like, okay, it was out in the woods and it looked like uh, the predator jumping through the trees or running through the forest and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've I've heard this for years. Military training yeah. exercise. Uh-huh. It's like everything that's created is used for killing, mm-hmm. war. You know, that's why we don't ever get anything good. Well, there's money in it. iPhone 14. That's about it. <laughs> there's money in war. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, the saber, the lightweight exosuit. Mm. Funny you just talked about that. Developed by the Vanderbilt University U.S. Army to help soldiers lift objects without suffering back injuries. Mm. Soldier-assisted bionic exosuit resupply, also known as saber, is a three-pound, only three pounds, exosuit that uses weight-bearing technology to help troops lift heavy objects. What's that sound like? May strap that on. We can lift hip. Now we're going to increase the power on that sucker. Oh, yeah. Like super strength. Uh huh. And it reminds me kind of like of, I'm sure, but this one doesn't look anything like it, but like aliens where Ripley gets into yeah. that mech, yeah. mech suit, you know? Exactly, exactly. So the unpowered prototype, which is created through a partnership between Vanderbilt University and the Army, has already gotten the thumbs up from hundreds, uh, 100 soldiers who have tested it so far. Mm. So you're getting super strength. So again, you could be the chubby tech military guy, throw that on, and you're like, awesome. Mm, like Robotech. Yeah, like Iron Man. Mm, that's cool. So I could- As long as you can fit in it. Dang. Well, it goes on the outside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it just wraps around your arms and legs. Okay, good. So you'd be good. But imagine that taken out of the military and put in everyday construction workers or people who do lift heavy, mm-hmm. you know, paramedics, firefighters. Oh, yeah. You know, you got your own machine for air now. Now you got your own little thing there. I can climb a thousand stairs because my machine oh, yeah. does it for me. Your man has oxygen. Strap the machine on. Mm-hmm. You think it. that'll ever happen? No. No. Because there's no money in that. No. So the second part of Miles Morales Spider-Man, for any of you kids out there that want to become Spider-Man, first, you got to get the invisibility cloak, which is real. And the second is you get the Gek skin, like a gecko. So, using stiff fabrics to increase adhesive force, a team of researchers at the University of Massachusetts developed Gek Skin, a material that adheres itself to flat surfaces, and when used against smooth surface, is able to support almost 700 pounds on a postcard-sized pad. As is the case with many great inventions, DARPA saw the military value of Gek Skin and is now working to perfect the technology. So, you got your invisibility cloak. You got to put some Gek skin uh, gloves on and feet pads. And Spider Man's a real thing, dude. Now you just need some web shooters. That would, and who's to say that something like that doesn't exist? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, do you think comic is copying army stuff, military stuff, or do you think the army's copying comic stuff? Yeah, or did like comic get influenced? Hey. Have you ever thought about this? You can make it. Yeah. And sell it. You know, because like even a lot of TV shows will have like um, alphabet agencies, people on there. Yeah. You know, and they give their little two bits here and there just to um, get their propaganda across. Yeah. Look at Tony Stark. He was selling weapons. All the cool stuff he did was sell to the military. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, "Eh, forget that. I do it myself for me. Yeah. That's pretty cool. True that. Software-enabled armored vehicles developed by the U.S. Army. 
This is a vehicle that can be controlled remotely and driven and through all software enabling whatnot. So the U.S. Army, as of 2022, tested testing its first software-powered uh, vehicle, called it the HIMARS, HIMARS, H-I-M-A-R-S, with software and hardware. The launcher can be driven uh, autonomously and controlled remotely. Well, it kind of sounds like other rovers and stuff, mm-hmm. which they can control from Mar- from here, Mars, yeah. the Mars rovers. But I can't get signal in my kitchen. No. Mm. Um, this step is transformative for the world of software-powered military vehicles in the Army. Among other branches, is testing a software enabling on everything from battle tanks to infantry combat vehicles. We're not going to need people eventually. So they'll just have, just like these uh, gliders that fly around with no mint. You know, it's just a remote control. Some, like you said, guys slurping down grape soda in a in a office. You know, they're doing that with tanks and jeeps and stuff too. Yeah, all that can be controlled. So you got a guy controlling that because they're head in technology. So now you take the stuff you talked about, the cloaks, throw it over those tanks, and now you have invisible. Oh, that's cool. And it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, you exactly. know, where, where they're in those like uh, AI machines yeah, or whatever. Just- Sitting yeah. there and they're getting blown up. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they get in another one. Yeah. And they get their feelings hurt when they get shot. Yeah, I know. Like, it's like over. a video game. Yeah. yeah. Dude, put another quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so the Amex Armamex Smart Pistol. I'm sure you've heard of this or you remember it from a movie. The 22 caliber Armatex Smart Pistol has been designed to work only for those who have been given the, authorize, the authorization to use it. The lock system is controlled by an RFID key that comes in the form of a smartwatch. Aside from a key, the watch also tracks the usage of the pistol as well as how much battery power the sidearm still has left. I'm sure you remember that was from, I think it was in a minority report with Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, right now it says it's, you would have a smartwatch or something on, but I'm, if they put a chip inside you or, you know, you transition to, you know, buy, you know, technology and human like they want everybody to do. Yeah. Then you would, they could calibrate it just to a certain person. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's already, it's already out. Yeah, they got it. This, this said it, they only had it for a 22 pistol, which I'm sure they have it for. A lot more than that. And, you know, it's funny that years ago when military, well, not the military, but the uh, ammo thing, the shortage of ammunition and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I was told that by somebody that worked there at the uh, a big post office that all the ammunition that would come in would get put aside for the, uh, I guess, the postmaster general would pick that up and take it. And they had they had to take it to someplace else. Oh, but it wouldn't get sent to stores or anything like that. Oh. And it was all twenty two rounds. Oh wow! So maybe they were testing out their smart pistol. This was about two three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I remember that. Who knows? Star Shield, developed by none other than SpaceX. Oh, a military version of SpaceX's uh, Starlink satellites. Fake X. Fake X. Starlink satellites have become a flagship product for Elon Musk's SpaceX. The company announced in December of 2022 that it was going to be expanding the satellite technology from consumer and commercial use to military use. Oh, so did they now? Do they have two balloons on them, or instead of one, or, or 
Uh, I bet they might have two now. Two now, yeah, okay. Keep them up there. Yeah. A little higher. Yeah. Because you know when they show all these pictures, they never show a satellite. And there's over 7,000 of them allegedly floating out. Oh, yeah, floating all over. They're me. never out there. No. They just disappear in that picture. So not many details are available as of now about the scope and intended function of Starshield, nor has SpaceX provided tests or now to work on this invention. It remains to be seen what Elon's space-savvy forward-thinking corporation has up its sleeve with these military satellites. Oh, man. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> good i like that one i like star trek okay long range acoustic devices lrad oh, if an lrad cool. sounds like something that would be used for sending messages across long distances that's because it is the system is also much more than that although its primary function is a hailing device the lrad system is used as a sound cannon and sonic weapon as well a number of police forces across the United States have already begun deploying the LRAD system to be used in crowd control situations. And some cruise lines have even opted to carry this tech aboard their ships as a method to help deter potential pirates from boarding and pillaging the vessels. So I'm like, man, if they got this technology, anytime there's a big crowd, you know, that they wanted dispersed. Yeah. They could just turn that on, you know, kind of like what we saw at the Washington, uh, D.C. a few mm -hmm. years ago. Right. You know, right. if they really wanted to disperse it or did they want to have a narrative here, let's record this. OK, now let's record over uh, whatever narrative we want to say, you know, and then they got I, I've been seeing things with uh, people in uh, New York and stuff, big crowds. Uh, Hamas and stuff. Have yeah. you been watching those? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, if they really wanted to disperse it, they could, but they don't. They got, they got a, they got a, a script. They've got to get out there. So that's a cool technology though. That is. And it's uh, sound. Yeah. Sound like Sonic and yeah. And we've talked we're, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We want to go back to that sound. Sound is crucial. Mm -hmm. Sound and colors. And colors. Colors. So viral warfare. Developed by TikTok. Oh, yeah. So. TikTok, you don't and stop. Exactly. Current military conflicts are being publicized in a way they never were before. Journalists have described current military conflicts as TikTok wars, referring to the fact that a lot of what goes on in war is not posted on social media. The digital battlefield is a real thing. It's not likely to go anywhere as videos of uh, international civil conflicts continue to be released. Again, the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happens. This has its positive as aspects. Citizens are more informed than ever before. Eh, are we really, though? We're just watching. Bogus. We're more brainwashed than ever before. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever you think about today's social media and its impact on warfare, you cannot deny that it strongly affects way wars will be fought in the future, especially when compared to World War One and World War Two. Kind of disrespectful to our veterans who fought in those wars mm -hmm. that it's looked upon as, oh, it's going to be different now through a, a technology-based deal. Yeah, it'll be a video game war. Exactly. You're not killing anybody. You just get 100 points for every civilian you kill. Yeah, for your invisible tank that mm. you fly while you're sipping your grape soda <laughs> and cheese puffs. <laughs> okay, deep fake technology, visual effects specialist contractors. Uh so the purpose of this is can realistically put anyone into a video or image and deceive people into thinking that person was really in a video or image. If you're on Facebook, you've probably seen your 
conspiracy theorists, Uncle, talk about deep fake technology. To be fair, the deep fake stuff is creepy. Deep fakes are fake media where a person in an image or video is replaced with another person's likeness. Machine learning and artificial intelligence manipulate audio and visual content, deceiving someone watching the video into thinking the person there is someone else. Deep fakes have gained a lot of negative press after all. If you can put anyone into a video, you can lie about that person. Financial fraud, news hoaxes, fake celebrity videos, and more are all civilian concerns relating to deep fakes. But for military purposes, it's easy to see how this type of deception would come in handy when dealing with hostile adversaries. Or when you have a fake, you have the, the perpetual fake um, enemy, terrorist, yeah. terrorist, it's a terrorist. Okay, well, well, we called it ISIS before, let's change it to Hamas, let's change it to, they just keep changing the name, but you never have a face to the... right. It's like Iron Man three. I was talking to you. Oh yeah, Iron Man three. You know the the Mandarin. You know, yeah. okay, here's an actor. Uh huh. Same thing. But that's just a few. We got more. We'll have to do another Dogs of War, or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to come like up that. with a name for it. <laughs> just we'll, like that. Too. <laughs> yeah, we'll do part two. <laughs> We've got enough material to go with part two, three, four, and five. We can discuss more of this. One, or, two, three, into the foul. That's right. <laughs> and if anybody out there has got some input on this, tell us to tell where to find it. Oh, yeah, podcast13 at gmail.com. You can email us there. And then wherever you listen to us, just give us a five-star review. We're, we're on all the podcast catchers. Until next week. Until next week.